Hello and welcome to the WCU Podcats podcast. I'm your host, Josh Thompson, joined as always by Patrick Frazier. Uh, great to be here Zooming with you again, Josh. Absolutely. We're still doing our social distancing and being good citizens by recording this via Zoom. And we are thrilled to have our special guest today, Mr. Bo Busby. Bo, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty well. And you? I'm doing great. I, you know, we've got, uh, We've got a lot of, of stuff going on, even though we can't be on campus. Uh, specifically, I know from Patrick's realm of admissions and my realm of orientation, things are kind of changing on a regular basis and a daily basis. So it's definitely keeping us on our toes, but we're excited to have you in today to talk all things alumni with us. Excited to be here. Yeah, this is kind of a, uh, this is a, a first spring-wise for us. We've got a, a new group of students about to join the ranks of alumni and we're not there to see them all for the first time. It, it's definitely new for us. Uh, it, it's uncharted territory. So, yeah. Uh, so, Bo, how are you guys going? Uh, how are you guys connecting with these kind of outgoing students? Is there any kind of, uh, of, of way that these students can get involved with you guys kind of upon their graduation, even if it's not in person? Yeah, actually, we're, we're doing several uh, Zoom events. Uh, hopefully, people aren't Zoomed out by now with being out for – I guess we've been out for seven weeks now or six and a half weeks or so um, working from home and everything. Uh, but we're doing Zoom events in strategic areas and we are, we're doing them where there are alumni clubs or what we call Western clubs. Uh, we also have Western societies. So we're doing about, currently we're doing about 18 of those and they're sporadic. We've already done three. We have one tonight and then uh, we also have uh, a few coming up in May. Excellent. So, so you mentioned something there that is interesting to me, uh, and I think a lot of folks would have uh, have interest in knowing more about the difference between a Western club and a Western society. Could you walk us through what that, what kind of those groups are and about? Sure. Uh, the Western clubs uh, we have designated them as regionally based clubs. So, the Greater Charlotte, uh, North Texas, the Tampa Bay area, the Triad, the Triangle. And then besides that, we also have affinity group organizations that are designated as societies. Affinity groups are more of the, um, the ethnic affinity groups. Uh, we have the African-American Alumni Society. Uh, we have an affinity group of the EBCI or Eastern Band of Cherokee. And then it also delves into the societies for the majors. So the nursing society, and then also recacreational therapy, and things of that nature. Excellent. You all mentioned all, um, I think we have thirty clubs and societies, and that's that's constantly in flux. Yeah, I would imagine kind of as folks uh, either switch careers or switch um, physical locations, kind of those those active participants may change and and create new clubs as old clubs fade out. And you mentioned um, the clubs you mentioned were really spread, spread all over from Texas to Florida to um, kind of in our backyard in the Piedmont area, the triad, the triangle. What are are some of the things that you all see that establish a really strong club? Uh, Well, really just an affinity for the university. You don't have to be, an alumnus, you don't have to have, uh, have even gone to school or even have a student here. Uh, you can be a grandparent, you could be uh, just a, a fan, you could be a former faculty member uh, to be a part of these Western clubs and Western affinity groups. And if you just have a love for Western Carolina University and 
just want to see us succeed, uh, we in the alumni engagement office, we're in, in, involved in the engagement side of things. So we just want you to come out to things and be involved in things. And the Western clubs, they are the ones who, you know, when we go play uh, those, those one-off games against East Carolina or play one-off games against Carolina or, or state or somebody like that, we, we have those clubs host a, a, a get together during, during around that time. Uh, years ago, when we went down to South, uh, South Florida, to University of South Florida in Tampa, uh, we had an event down there. We had a great tailgate. All sorts of folks showed up, and that's kind of where that started out. Uh, some of our largest alumni events are actually hosted by our regionally based clubs. Uh, the Grasshoppers game is held every, every summer. Unfortunately, we're not doing it this year. Uh, and then we also have a berry picking event down in Central Florida, where we literally invite the entire state of Florida to Central Florida to a berry farm uh, that one of our, our alumni owns. And uh, actually, I guess two of our alumni because they're married. And uh, they, they come out and they just, they donate all the proceeds of the berries that are picked that day or purchased that day because they do offer frozen blueberries uh, for purchase if you don't want to go out in the, in the fields and pick them. They donate all those proceeds that day from the berries to Western as a donation, which is kind of nice. Yeah, that's a really neat thing that I don't know that, you know, as, as uh, somebody who lives right here around the university would have been aware of. So that's a really neat thing that they're doing. Yeah. So for our students that are, you know, walking, walking across the stage at some point this year for uh, graduation, what did they need to do to get involved with these different uh, clubs and groups or just, you know, alumni in general? Well, you are already part of the Alumni Association when you graduate. We are a non-dues-paying organization, so we don't require you to pay anything into the Alumni Association. Of course, we won't stop you from, from sending us a donation. If you want to uh, give back to your, to your fraternity, your sorority, or if you want to give back to your, um, your college that you're a part of, or if you want to give back to a specific scholarship, you're welcome to. Um, we can direct you on where to go with that. But as a graduate, each graduate now, uh, I think it's been going on three or four years now, uh, we give each graduate a graduation pin, uh, which is kind of nice because if you're actually, when you come in through orientation, we get the information if you're a legacy or not, if you have someone who in your family was, was part of Western in the past and has graduated, uh, you can get a legacy pin and then when you graduate, the graduate pin is actually the exact opposite colors of that legacy pin. So you can, in theory, have both those pins. And then uh, just getting involved and letting us know by going to our website, uh, updating us on all your information, alumni.wcu.edu. And you update all your information because we understand that, you know, things happen. People move. Uh, you get married. You get divorced. You have children. Uh, letting us know all of that information uh, can let us be aware of kind of where you're at and, and tailor your alumni experience to where you're at in your life and what, what's happening in your life. But I know one of the things you guys have uh, been working to recreate and reestablish is a student alumni association. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, that organization that uh, if we have some incoming students who are interested in becoming involved uh, immediately, how they can do that and what you guys are about there? 
Sure, the Student Alumni Association just became a registered student organization this year. Uh, it is actually headed up by Tony Nelson, and she is the Assistant Director of Student and Young Alumni Engagement. And she is a brand new position, just started a few months ago now. And she is in charge of just the engagement side of things and getting people involved with those clubs and then getting the young alumni involved that may or may not have the uh, financial capability to give back to the university financially, but they can give back their time. Uh, and that's also a treasure for us, to, for you to actually donate your time to say, yeah, you can come shadow me for a day at my, at my job at X, Y, and Z industry. Uh, and it, it allows for mentorship opportunities. And then ultimately it may, you know, go into employment opportunities. And, uh, you know, being gainfully employed is always, is always something we strive for as an alumnus. So, um, you know, with the alumni and everything and everything that's happening on campus, what are uh, some of the alumni thoughts on, on some of the changes happening on campus in terms of new buildings appearing and some treasured buildings for some of us uh, disappearing this, this spring semester? Well, to say that our alumni are passionate is an understatement. Uh, they're passionate about athletics. They're passionate about um, the, the, the buildings, uh, as you just mentioned. You know, I can't believe you tore down, you know, Leatherwood. I can't believe you tore down Helder. And now you're tearing down Scott and Walker. You know, nothing is there from when I was there. Well, the fact of the matter is some of these buildings were built um, to not last that long. They weren't supposed to be here that long. Um, they were built as kind of a uh, temporary uh, option for us, and we need to build those up. Uh, so it's, it, and we need to fix that. Uh, many of these older buildings, they don't have air conditioning, uh, and that is something that we definitely want at times as we, as we uh, get older and, and we're used to that because you grew up in air conditioning. Some people didn't, didn't grow, grow up with that. Um, I personally, I lived in an apartment here for 13 years without air conditioning and I had an exhaust fan and all you had to do is pull that exhaust fan and open one window and it just pulled all the air through the house. It was great. Um, being that I lived next to a river, it was, it was awesome because I got that cool river air. But as far as the alumni go and their, and their passion, they, they, it's, they are passionate. That's, I'll, I'll, to be positive, I'll, I'll say that. Um, but they also, they're very involved. Um, being through the, through the organizations with the, with the, uh, the alumni clubs and affinity societies, or coming back for the Western athletic events, or coming back for the, uh, the Galaxy of the Stars, or it's not Galaxy of the Stars anymore, but those uh, Bardo events, they're, they're coming back there. They find that, that niche that they, that they love and they come back to the university and they, they just want to be a part of it. And that's our job and the advancements job, the advancement division's job is to, to kind of pinpoint those, those people who are really interested and then kind of direct them on where they, where they want to do. Hey, if you want to, you want to, you, you like, the agritourism industry and you live in Florida, well, that's that berry picking farm that we were just talking about a moment ago. And uh, it's, it's just, 
the, what, with the Western magazine, it definitely keeps people involved. And anytime I see something on social media where somebody, you know, gets married or has a child or, or even gets divorced, uh, I tell them to let us know on the alumni side, but also to let magazine stories know and let our Western magazine know because they're always in constant search of stories and some of them are really interesting. Yeah, I think it can be that you mentioned the kind of the facilities and the passion for for buildings that um, we need or, or want to be replaced from a university standpoint. And it can be a double-edged sword because you have those those great experiences associated with, uh, you know, uh, lived in Scott and Walker and, you know, we'll be sad to see those come down, but having seen um, and following the, the kind of construction updates and some of the plans, uh, I think for an alumni such as myself, I'm excited to see what's going to be there and to imagine kind of the, the leap in, in amenities and the leap in services we can provide with those new facilities. And so, and sometimes it, it just takes kind of, trying to put yourself uh, in those new students kind of perspective and think about the memories they're going to create and, and kind of um, and keep Western growing and evolving because if we stayed the same and we never kind of upgraded facilities or changed things or move things around, uh, it's impossible to kind of keep what we love, which is, which is our experience in, in our campus and our community evolving and, and continuing to grow. So I think that's a, Sometimes we have to look at it as alumni from a way of of uh, of how great is this going to be for for my for my grandkids or my kids or or, or folks like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, knowing uh, you for as long as I have, Bo, we both started in admissions around the same time. Um, how has it been for you being an alum of the school? Um, having the opportunity to reconnect with other alums in your position because uh, you know it's one thing to be working in alumni and not be an alum of the school but when when you're an alum of the school uh i'm sure there's there's stories that you're able to have with others that you probably wouldn't get to have otherwise oh yeah there's there's stories that people tell me and remind me of oh you remember when you did this and i was like i do not remember when i did that <laughs> and please don't bring that up again <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, there are stories that, you know, you always hear. Uh, we have a, a, a very passionate group of alumni called The Herd, which is kind of a 1960s slash 70s uh, group of gentlemen that just get back together. There are a lot of football players, a lot of, honestly, it's all athletes, um, but mostly are football players from the 1960s. And they come back for, for homecoming every year. And it's always the same story. And it's always getting embellished every year. Um, about how you know they they stole the the Rhine bear, and something happened to it, so they went and bought a they went and found a a, um, a wild bear and they replaced it. Well, the Lenorine bear was a trained domesticated bear that was was bought and raised as a domesticated bear. Well, when they brought this this wild bear back, uh, well, they didn't know what to do. So it was kind of crazy. And to listen to some of these stories and, you know, in doing these, these Zoom calls that we're doing with the regional area clubs, we asked them, what is a memory that you have of, of Western Carolina University? And some of the stories are, are awesome. And some of them are like, maybe we shouldn't talk about that. Uh, but just things that went on in the 1970s and 1960s and even early 80s. Um, 
of if, if you look at some of our yearbooks, you can see some of those. There's definitely a change between the 70s and, and the, the early 2000s when we actually ended the yearbook uh, about the, you know, there's, there's sponsorships for social gatherings. Uh, and then there, you know, in the later years, it's just a lot of, uh, you know, the, the last bonfire that we had for homecoming was actually in the, in the late 90s before everything happened down at Texas A&M. So there's a photograph of that. And I remember that because that's actually when I was in school here. Uh, but to, to listen to some of these folks' stories and to, to, to have a conversation like we're having now in a, a group setting and then listen to the, the, the 70s and 80s grads come in and they're like, oh, we did it this way, this way, and this way. Uh, one of our top groups right now who are very engaged with us is our 70s and 80s Greek alumni uh, because they're kind of at the end of their, their careers. They're about to retire or they're going for early retirement. And their students, their children are in college themselves. They may be legacies here at Western and they come back and uh, it's amazing to listen to some of their stories and it's never going to be like it was when I was here. And, you know, for the current generation, it wasn't like that for the early nineties folks. And then the early nineties for the, for the eighties folks. Um, it's just, it kind of evolves and, Oh, we did it this way when I was here. So it's, it's always great to listen to those. It's, it's one of those things, you know, it's a good thing social media wasn't around uh, for some of those decades. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I've seen, I've seen physical negatives of pictures that were taken my freshman year, and I was like, I'm going to keep those. You're not going to have control of those any longer. <laughs> it's definitely a different, uh, it's definitely a different age. It's, like you said, it's fun to see the, the evolution of the college experience and see what each generation takes away and what they remember and, and kind of what they look back on fondly. I, uh, I tried to explain the other day, and I think you'll both appreciate this because at the time, um, Bo, you were a little bit ahead of, of uh, Patrick. Patrick was a little bit ahead of me. Um, but we were all in that same kind of uh, early 2000s, late 90s college generation. But trying to explain the cyber cafe to a student now is like is like trying to get them to understand quantum physics. They're like, I don't understand. What do you? Why did you just have a room where you could go and eat where there was internet? And I was like, because you didn't like. I was, and I get frustrated because uh, <laughs> my students will be like, God, you're old. I'm like, I'm not that old yet. Uh, so you have different things you kind of cling to and, and it's fun to see the, the evolution of that and uh, from generation to generation. That's one of the great things about working at Western now is you get to almost gain those new experiences each generation of students that come through. Anytime there's a major change, you get to kind of live it through their eyes uh, and see them start to reminisce as you, as you, the longer you work here. Definitely. I was talking to some students and telling them how we uh, each dorm room used to have its own phone line. Oh, and yeah. you had your own phone number and everything. And uh, and they're like, phone line? Why didn't you use a cell phone? And I'm just like, uh, yeah, we won't go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> no. Right. no. <laughs> Instant messaging was just starting when I started here in the, in the late uh, 98 is when I started. Uh, so yeah, the, the cyber cafe and nobody had cell phones. You weren't constantly eating and looking on your phone and swiping and whatnot. Everybody uh, had AIM and you had your, uh, you, you scheduled everything with your friends on AIM. Yeah. Um, so one of the, you talk about kind of changes and evolutions and everything. Um, looking ahead to the fall, uh, homecoming's a little earlier this year. 
that's that's a change for a lot of alums heading into the fall. It is. Uh, the, the dates that we were looking at for homecoming uh, did not correspond well with the city of Silva, where we have our homecoming parade. Um, so we want it to be um, partners with them in order to uh, have our homecoming parade and then let them have a Halloween parade and then have kind of a break uh, so that we, because in, in years past, we've had our homecoming parade kind of late and the homecoming parade happens at six o'clock, but it still needs to be light out. So we need to have it early enough so we can't have it really in, in late November when it's starting to get dark so early. Uh, and then last year we did have, a, we actually had the, f the first cancellation and I think 26 years of our homecoming parade, uh, we had to we had to cancel, and thankfully, uh, it it worked out in our favor that it we did cancel it because it did in fact rain, because we were we were staring out the windows. We were like, is it really going to rain? Is it really going to rain? Because we obviously have to get the uh, the word out early enough to to cancel everything, so that we don't have thousands of people showing up in downtown Silva. But uh, yeah, then the, right at parade time, the skies opened up and uh, we, we obviously, we weren't going to have the band there if we needed to have the, if it was going to rain and you can't really have a parade without the pride of the mountains. So uh, it's, it's definitely difficult, but we, we have a, a great relationship with athletics where we say we like to have family weekend this weekend, you know, through the student affairs office and they choose family weekend and we would really like these specific dates for homecoming. And then there's also Armed Forces Day, or we call it Heroes Day, um, where we, uh, we acknowledge all of the heroes, you know, the, the healthcare workers, and uh, obviously all of our military uh, on those days for those football games. But hopefully, hopefully with all of this going on, we'll still have a football season and we'll still have a, a, uh, a homecoming. Uh, it would be I really, I'm really crossing my fingers because that's, Although it's it's one of the hardest days of my job, uh, it's I like to see the passion in everyone's eyes to see um, a, a a prosperous homecoming happen. And you know, just, some people they don't come back for years and years and years, and they're like, "Oh, I saw the pictures from last homecoming. I'm gonna come next year." And then this year may be next year for them. So it's like, uh, well, I haven't gone back in 27 years now. I'll come back the year following. Or something along those lines. Yeah, and I I felt like um, the community um, felt that not having the homecoming parade last year. Homecoming, at least for me, felt a little off um, because we had to unfortunately cancel that parade. It was the right call, um, but you still to to potentially have to go several years without that kind of uh, that institution and that kind of tradition would be would be uh, dissettling and would be would be really unfortunate. Yeah, definitely. Well, Josh, do you have anything else? Uh, we're nearing the end of our time with Bo today. Yeah, Bo, we appreciate it. I know that right now everybody is kind of uh, running around trying to get lots and lots of contingency plans and and uh, alternate uh, ways of doing things built. So for you to take your time out of your busy schedule, we really appreciate it. Wish you best of luck with your continued Zoom alumni meetings. And uh, if folks wanna learn a little bit more about uh, where Western clubs or some of those affinity societies you mentioned might be, what's the best place for them to, uh, to go to learn more about what you all have to offer? They can go to our website, 
uh, they can go to alumni.wcu.edu. And at the bottom of the page, there is a schedule of events. And then in the middle of the page, there is learn more about uh, our regionally based clubs and organizations and societies. And it's broken down by affinity-based societies and then North Carolina-based clubs and then outside of North Carolina-based clubs. And even if we don't have a club in a specific area, you just have to contact me. I'm the person over all of the clubs. And you contact me and let me know where you'd like to start something. And we can definitely uh, send out a feeler email and have that person be the contact and say, you know, if you want to, if you want to start a, a club in Iowa and uh, let's start a club in Iowa. There actually was an alumnus who wanted to start one there. Um, he actually has moved his, uh, his career. I'm, and I'm his, guessing his it's life. my buddy, Whit France Kelly. Yep, he did. Um, he's actually moved on to an, another position elsewhere. So we never got something started in Iowa, but for a, a, a few good years there, he was trying to start something out there, but in some locations it's not conducive uh, because you know, obviously if we want to have a club in, a place where there's 5,000 alumni, it's going to be a little easier where we only have 5,000 as opposed to 500. So just go to that website and, and let us know. You can also check us out on our Instagram, uh, which is WCU underscore alumni. And then uh, we also have a Facebook page and there's several clubs. Uh, you can just look up WCU alumni and then type in where you're, where you live. And there possibly is a club in that area, but the best place is that, alumni.wcu.edu. Bo, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a real pleasure getting to speak with you. Uh, if uh, anybody is listening to this and wants to reach out, obviously Bo can be reached via that alumni website. Thank you. And we'll be right back after this commercial break. So I'll kind of kick us off here. Uh, I'm going by a guest co-host for this portion, uh, Jade Hollers, who has been on the show before and kind of took over the show with Dawson Spencer uh, in the middle of April. Uh, we are also joined by three of our student tour guides. So I'll allow them a moment to introduce themselves, kind of tell you uh, who they are, where they're from and, and what they're studying here at Western. So whoever would like to go first, the floor is yours. All right, I guess I'll go first. Um, my name is Jack Dallas. I'm a sophomore at Western and I'm studying business management and marketing uh, with a minor in leadership. All right, I can go next. My name is Gabby Hickman. I am a sophomore here at Western and I am studying integrated health science with a concentration in pre-PT. I'm Jordan Rains. I am a sophomore and I'm studying elementary education with a concentration in English. We got a nice little mixture of uh, degree programs today. Um, kind of start off with the, you know, the question that everybody's asking college students these days, how has uh, COVID-19 and, and the stay at home impacted uh, your spring semester? And how's it kind of, how has it been working for you having to learn remotely? Mm. <laughs> Um, well, I know for me, I've not enjoyed it at all. Um, the whole learning remotely has kind of been a pain in the butt, but um, because some of the teachers, they either 
go really hard because they realize that we can just watch the videos over and over again. And then some of them realize that it's a hard time. So they kind of go a little bit easier on the classwork, if we're going to be honest. Um, but it's, it's been a learning experience. Um, I just have not enjoyed it to its fullest potential, I guess you could say. Um, but it's definitely been a learn uh, learning experience uh, throughout this year. Um, but it's, it's, it's been okay. I'll say it's been okay. Jordan, Gabby? I guess one thing with me that's been the hardest is I'm still actually working. Um, so I'm working two or three days a week, and then I have to figure out how to just be able to factor in my schoolwork into that because most of the days I'm working 12 to 5. So, Where do you work? Um, Pelican Snowballs here in Wilson. So. Oh. For me, I feel like there's more work. I feel like all of my teachers added more work online since they know we are not going anywhere now. And it's not hard work, but there's just a lot of it. And I'm still learning how to balance all that out, I guess. I, I really miss campus. I'm not going to lie. I miss actually going to class and learning because I'm a very active learner and I don't do well with online when it's all online. Well, um, speaking about missing something from Western, what is something that you guys miss from campus or from the area? Mm. I honestly just miss the people. I miss being around people. I miss seeing them and being able to talk to people. And I also, um, I also like to go on hikes. So I miss the hiking trails that are up there and being able to do something, even when there's, um, even when you get bored on campus, sometimes like there's always something to do. If you just drive little ways, you can find something to do. Um, so I miss being able to do something uh, throughout the week. I miss the library. I'm a nerd and I love the library. I do. I did my homework there all the time and it just made it easier because it's a nice quiet environment. I could always just go find a quiet corner and get the majority of my work done and I really miss being able to do that. I kind of agree with Jack. I miss the people and I like really miss my roommate. She was Actually, um, we had found each other on the Western page, and so that was really awesome. And she's become like my best friend, and it's been hard not to be with her. So, yeah, I'll say that uh, having to go into the admissions office every day, still uh, working in the afternoons, it's entirely different with no students or guests or potential students coming through the building every day. Um, it's it's extremely quiet when you're one of only three people in the in the entire office. <laughs> I stayed up in the Wii, so I'm still here, but it is a little bit different um, when I go for my daily exercise on campus. It's not very lively or anything like that. It's kind of quiet. At first, I kind of enjoyed it, but. I think it's that time of year now where you normally see students playing frisbee or throwing around a football near the catafount or 
we would have like a outdoor movie or a concert or something like that because the weather is nice. So I, I, I miss that. Now, um, did any of, or were any of y'all living on campus uh, whenever you had to leave and now have to come back to, to move out? Uh, I know that the move out process is starting uh, for students from the residence hall. So are any of y'all in that situation? I am. I get yes. to go. Sadly, yes. Drive. It's going to be great. So, you know, thinking about kind of the, the people you miss and everything, but kind of looking ahead uh, to the fall, what are you looking forward to most about once you're able to come back onto campus, aside from the people and, and your friends and everything? I'm looking forward to be able to get more involved. Like I wanted to do a bunch of service this year because I want to work towards a Lilly Award, which I think is just not even the purpose of getting the award. I like doing community service. Like I love being able to volunteer at the Katmandu shelter because it's just, it relaxes you as well as you're helping somebody who needs the help. So I'm going to really look forward to be able to doing that again when we get to go back on campus. Yeah, I would just say just getting back into the swing of things and getting back into a um, a rhythm. Like, I cannot stand just being here at home, just sitting down. Like, I would rather be in a classroom um, learning than just sitting at home watching two and a half men all day. Um, so, yeah, I would – yeah, that's really what I'm really missing is just being in the class setting. So Jack kind of did a segue into what's everybody binge watching um, while they're at home right now? <laughs> I'm watching Dallas. I walked out of my Netflix, so nothing. What? My mom changed the password and she can't remember. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Joel? Uh, Normally, it would be Friends, but since Netflix decided to take it off, um, I've been rewatching. Yeah, I'm still very upset about Friends being taken off. The whole complete series is on my birthday list, and my mom just does not want to pay that much for it since I've seen it three times, and I'm just like, Mom, come on, it's Friends. You have a birthday coming up? June 1st. Happy I'm hoping. Thank you. Thank you. I'm hoping stay-at-home order will be gone so I can do something. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, I have all of the uh, the Friends seasons on DVD, uh, but I also, you know, Nickelodeon every night. Uh, they're on there as well. Eventually, I'm gonna buy them on digital just so I have them that that copy of them too. Yeah. So other than TV, what else um, have y'all been doing to kind of keep positive and stay positive throughout the stay-at-home order? Well, within the first week, I went out and 
found a job because I was like, if I stay around here with my parents too long, I'm going to go crazy. So I went out and found a job at Food Lion. Um, so I'm actually, I'm actually working at Food Lion currently. I work there like three days a week, which isn't bad, but it's enough for me to get schoolwork done as well. Um, and then I've also been going on walks and, uh, yeah, just going on walks and work has really kept my mind sane um, from this whole situation. Abby, trying to think. Um, other than work, I mean, I have been helping my mom around the house, like planting flowers and taking care of our garden and that kind of stuff, which has helped a lot. Um, and I just play video games whenever I'm not doing homework. Which video games? Or I. Um. The Mass Effect trilogy, or Bioshock, and The Evil Within. Never heard of any of them, so kudos <laughs> to you. <laughs> so thinking about um, being on campus and in your degree programs and everything, what is a class that you have had um, as a student at Western so far that might not be in your major, uh, could be in your major, that you would recommend for a student to take either based off of what the course material was about or the professor you had? Mm. Mm. Um, well, yeah, so my favorite, my all-time favorite class was an anthropology class I took. I cannot remember the course number, but it was the first anthropology class that you take absolutely love that class the professor was awesome um yeah it's just a great class you learn about you know history and you learn about what happened here or in Kaluuya, um all the history there and you just kind of learn about everything that happened throughout the world in different cultures and you get to um learn different cultures and i just thoroughly enjoyed that class um so i highly recommend i highly recommend that class I think mine would probably be U.S. history since 1865. I really liked that class, and I don't normally like history classes, but um, Professor McGuire, he was amazing. It was a very discussion-based class, and it was a safe place to express your opinion on certain events that actually happened, and it was okay to say if you thought it was a conspiracy theory or not, which I really enjoyed. It was amazing. The only bad thing was that we still had to take tests. Yeah, everybody doesn't really like tests, but they're needed. They are. It's just the little well. <laughs> having that I would like the actual test paper in front of me with multiple choice instead of having to write it all down in this little blue book. Mm, you had to use the blue books for that class. Mm -hmm. So on a different like side of things mine would be women's health and purely because of the professor she was absolutely amazing um it was taught by michelle cyphers and she is just an absolute sweetheart and she makes sure that like you know what's going on and if you don't you like she's really easy to talk to and she's actually my advisor so it was a great chance to get that one-on-one -on -one time awesome was i well, in that class with you probably <laughs> 
uh, last year? Yeah. Yeah. I knew you looked really familiar. For our listeners that, that can't see since we're doing this via Zoom, uh, we do want to welcome uh, our, our other co-hosts uh, finally joining us to the podcast, uh, Scott Cooper. <laughs> hey, everyone. Hey. What's going on, y'all? Living it up at home. That's what we're all doing. Living it up at home? Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shout out to home. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. So, what uh, since since the three of you are all tour guides, uh, what is something that you miss most about giving tours? That you haven't been able to give tours, you missed an open house. I know everybody hated that they had to miss an open house. Um, Scott shaking his head, yes. <laughs> everybody, jump in at once. Thank um, you. I. <laughs> well, I really miss um I just really miss interacting with people. Uh I I I'm an extrovert. I love talking, obviously. Um so I just miss just talking to people and just getting them excited about western. Um but yeah, that's really just that's really what I miss is just talking to people and just yeah, just talking to people. <laughs> I really miss that. <laughs> I guess the thing that I miss the most is just being able to like tell people about Western and the cool different features. Cause it's always fun to see people's faces whenever we talk about like tuition and books and that kind of stuff um, compared to other universities. And I just really miss like getting to tell people like why Western is so great. I miss all of it, which is sounds like a lie, but it's actually not because I'm very shy and being a tour guide helped me break out of my shell a little bit. And since I'm new this semester, I really wanted to continue doing it. And I actually did miss open house. Like I got, I was sick during the last one and I was really disappointed that we weren't going to get to do this one. So I cannot wait to do it next semester. If, if we do it, if we're there. We're going to be there. Don't say that. (laughs) Okay. Um, so since I've just joined the podcast, I'm gonna make sure I'm trying to not overlap you all. Uh hello to you all. Um, as I had my great introduction, and as you can see, my guy Kermit is in the background right now. Um, if you had to say <laughs> a piece of advice that you would give to people, especially with the pandemic unfortunately uh shortening uh semesters for people, what would you tell them to do like fun-wise, appreciate-wise, and things like that. What would you say? As Patrick said, don't all jump at once. I can start off. Um, So I would tell someone Um, that to appreciate this time at home to kind of catch up on things, um, get organized and find a way to stay focused for the upcoming semester. And although we don't know how that's going to play out quite yet, um, you do have some practice on 
getting into a study routine or setting up a at-home desk area or whatever that may look like. So just kind of making light out of a not so light situation. Okay, I agree with Jade, but I would also say make sure you're taking care of yourself because I know it is very easy to get depressed during a time like this while you're cooped up and isolated. So just make sure you're taking care of yourself. Make sure you do something that you enjoy that'll de-stress you, but also make sure that you're staying on top of things and not getting behind in schoolwork. Like I know a lot of people are right now because they feel like they have a lot of time to do it, but we only have what a week and a half left. Yeah. Just make sure you're taking care yeah. of yourself. I guess kind of going along with I'd say download said. Oh. Sorry, Jack. Um, kind of going along with You're what good. they said. No you spend some time outside, even if that's hanging up a hammock outside and doing your schoolwork outside. Just make sure you're getting some vitamin D. Yeah, I would say download TikTok. Uh, go out, make a TikTok. Go do something funny. Go get TikTok famous. I've been striving towards that. Y'all go follow me at Jack Dallas. Um, yeah, I've been, I've been doing that a lot. So just make yourself happy by doing something like that. Um, and then obviously get on top of all your schoolwork and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, um, but yeah, that's what I'd say. Just keep yourself happy, get yourself laughing, and you can get through this. Wise words of Jack. Anybody like else? That was a promotional plug for Jack, honestly. <laughs> That was a promotion. <laughs> so, well, he is in the business, so he might. That was a marketing tactic he's putting. Oh, uh, he it, it wasn't. It that wasn't, was a marketing it, tactic. It definitely a marketing tactic. So once we get uh, Jack TikTok famous, <laughs> and Scott's next on TikTok. Yeah, you don't don't hold your breath on that. I'm gonna tell y'all that right now. Do not hold your breath on that statement. Um, so funny question. Uh, for me, there has been great things about being at home and challenges at being at home. How hard is it not to eat everything in your refrigerator while at home? Wait, you're not supposed to do that? Because I've totally been eating everything in my refrigerator. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we're out of food currently. That's why they have me work at Food Line because they're like, hey, let us know when food's stocked up. So we got to we got to get that situated too. Um, yeah, no, I've failed at that miserably. Yeah, I'm not doing so good with it either. Like I, I need the CRC to open back up. See, I'm not a huge snack person, so that doesn't really affect oh, me. Anyway. I Snacking and Scott actually gave me an air fryer, and I learned how to deep fry Oreos in an air fryer. So, if that tells you how my uh, quarantine life is going, as well as uh, jalapeno poppers mm. wrapped in bacon, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to need all the gyms to open back up very soon. So, I agree with Jordan on the CRC, hopefully, <laughs> opening soon. I've gained so much weight. I've gained <laughs> so much weight. It's not even funny how bad I've gained so much weight. Okay. Yeah, see, I don't eat uh, when I'm at home. So I'm at, like, 
I, I'm probably eating less now than normal uh, just because I don't snack and I eat very little. Yeah, me, I'm, I'm, I terrorize everything in my kitchen and I get frustrated by it. But Jay compensated me with a, a seasoning called Slap Your Mama that is very popular. <laughs> and, um, I'm excited. I would be honest. <laughs> did not know it was up here. Uh, I've been looking for that seasoning. So, yeah, it is an amazing seasoning. It will go into my seafood fest this weekend. So, yeah, do any of y'all cook? Oh, that, that just, oh, y'all don't want to nope. say. Okay. Jack, you were the only one to say nope. Everybody else just shook their head. No, well, Jay, she cooked. She just said she cooked. But everybody else just was like, mm-mm. No, we don't cook. Well, okay. see, then that's a positive thing to be at home, right? Y'all are probably yeah having food cooked for you or takeout. It might actually be a good thing. No, it's not. My wallet is crying. <laughs> well, you got to learn how to cook. <laughs> cooking. I, I know that, but there's not really many people to teach me. Because I'm with my grandma and I don't want to disturb her because when she falls asleep, she needs to sleep. I'm going to give you one place you can go to. YouTube. I don't and trust you. Learn. You don't trust YouTube. Or, or go to the Food Network because all of the chefs on the Food Network are doing online cooking tutorials. They do recipes. There's a lot of people on Instagram that share recipes. No, YouTube got some people that really be... And we lost Scott. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you can ask Chef Jade over here. You have my email. Email me and I will send you lots of different recipes for lots of different things. So you're not in the dark. Bet. I can I can cook a mean grilled Please. cheese. I'm definitely gonna do that. And I can bake. I bake more than I cook. Okay, I can't help you there. Yeah, I agree. I bake more than I cook, but I do like to cook. I eat more than I cook, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, so I've been pulling the uh, the deep fryer out for some cooking. Uh, deep fried some fried chicken. I uh, also uh, did uh, last night heated up some barbecue and then uh, grilled hush or cooked hush puppies in the deep fryer. So, um, yeah, so it's been on the deep frying side for me. The nice healthy side. Oh, yeah. Grease and bread and... And I feel like that's okay as long as you're still exercising. Oh, well, I mean, I think it's okay even if you don't yeah, exercise. But I've been eating deep fried Oreos and bacon and jalapeno <laughs> poppers and everything else, so... Have you gained weight? I've gained yeah, weight. I don't have a scale, so... <laughs> like, I don't have a scale either, but I can just tell I've gained weight. I don't look at it. I just don't, I don't look at it. Mm-mm. Well, when, when I was at school, I was trying to lose weight and then I got back home and within the first two weeks of being back home, I gained the 15 to 20 pounds that I lost back at school back. So there you go. So instead of weighing 180, I now weigh 200. So that's, that's exciting. It's still an even number though. So it's okay. <laughs> No, it's not. <laughs> I need to be back down. Yeah, even if you don't go to the gym or do the hiking trails, I think just walking around campus really helps. Mm-hmm. 
Oh my god! It feels Especially like all with of the Judah color and all your classes were down there. Because mm-hmm. um, what do y'all think it's going to be like when you come back to campus this fall and there's no Scott and Walker? I think it'll be interesting. Oh, um, yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting just because Scott was the first residence hall I lived in. And, you know, I, night floor gang, yay. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna kind of miss it. Um, but it needed to be torn down because it's old. Mm. It, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited for new change. Not excited for all the students that are going to be rushing in. And, you know, <laughs> now we have less living space because Scott and Walker are torn down. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to change. I mean, I'm going to miss Walker because I lived in there last year and it's actually not as bad as everybody makes it out to seem. Um, but I don't really know. I think the only way it's really going to affect me now would be changing the tour stops of what residence hall we show the families. Yeah, see, I'm partial to Walker. I lived there for four years, so... Uh, that that was my home my entire college career. <laughs> I'm indifferent. I've never lived in either, so. Missing out on that true Western experience. Yeah, where did you live your freshman year? Yeah. I've lived in Balsam both years. Okay, smarty pants. Oh. Hey, hey, don't be ganging <laughs> up on her. I'm on her side. <laughs> Oh, no, I have nothing against it. I'm planning on applying for Honors College this semester. Woo. I just wish I could afford to live in Balsam. Yeah, I'll be in Judah <laughs> next year, so it'll be a different view of things. nice. It's like... Hill. It's the one over there near Brown, like beside the new Allen Residence Hall. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we're going to go ahead and uh, kind of start wrapping everything up. Anything that anybody would like to say kind of uh, to any of the listeners, your fellow classmates or anything before we wrap up this week's or this month's podcast? The floor is yours. Well, uh, <laughs> well, uh, stay positive, stay strong, um, you know, just stay at home so we can all come back as soon as possible. Um, that's my biggest thing. I really just want to get back to campus. Um, and I want to be back, you know, in the fall. So please stay home now so we can go back in the fall. Um, and yeah, we can get through this together. Um, but yeah, and for the new catamounts, you're going to have a lot of fun here. Can't wait to have y'all here. Um, it's going to be an exciting time and it's going to be the best four years of your life. Gabby Jordan. Um, I think Jack if, said it all. <laughs> yeah, he did say a lot of it. But if there's somebody out there who's trying to decide where they want to go, um, since you can't tour now, go on the virtual tours. Um, research, make sure the place you decide is really the place you'll be happiest. And if that's at Western, we can't wait to have you. 
Jade, any parting words? Um, I would just like to say thank you for listening. Um, we will have more podcasts here soon. So this is something that you can take up during quarantine is listening to podcasts and of course the podcasts. So I'll see you next time. Well, fortunately, we only have about uh, 70 episodes of the podcast for people to listen to. So be sure to check one of our former uh, episodes out and thank you all for listening and we'll see you uh, or actually we'll we'll hear you again soon um and coming to you from good old colorway for myself uh thank you for listening and thank you all for being here